This is Tech Talk with your host, Tom DiOria. Tom will spend the next hour making your life with technology a little easier with explanations of the different aspects of today's technology and how it can benefit your home, small office, or enterprise. Now here's your host, Tom DiOria. Welcome to IMI Tech Talk on this, the third Sunday of September. It's September 18th, 2015. We're on at 6 p.m. in the New York listening area and 3 p.m. in Arizona. And today we're live from our New York offices. And uh, we're going to be discussing a show we did last week that we've gotten a lot of input on. And uh, we want to re-air it so that those that may have missed the Apple event announcements, um, you'll hear that again uh, this week. I'm Tom DiOria. I'm the CEO of Information Methods Incorporated, and together with our weekly guests, our show will help our listeners, whether a business or home technology user, make better use of all aspects of technology. Just in case you're a first-time listener, in our first segment, Tech Talk provides you with a review of last week's most significant events in technology. We start with our increased coverage of New York's technology scene, and we follow this with our industry-wide report, which used to contain information on conferences, announcements by vendors, new releases of software or equipment, or new contract opportunities. One of our guests followed us from many aspects of business and industry, and if you wish us to consider a topic for a future show, you can email your suggestions to techtalk, that's T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at imi-us.com, and we'll get back to you pretty quickly. Anytime after our show introduction, please give us a call or send an email message with questions on today's topic or anything else we might be able to help you with. You can call 277-KFNX, that's 277-5369. And if you're outside the 602 listening area, call us toll-free at 1-866-536-1100. You can also send us email questions uh, at that email address I just gave you, techtalk at imi-us.com. We monitor that throughout the show, and if we don't get your question on today's show, we'll definitely send you a response and uh, try and get it on next week. We're also being simulcast on the web, so if you want to listen to us live and you can't get to your radio, you can go to KFNX's website, which is 1100kfnx.com. And if you want to listen to this show again or any of our previous shows, you can go to our website, which is imi-us.com. In the upper right-hand corner is the Tech Talk button. Click on that. You can download the shows, listen to them as many times as you want, send them to your friends. It's free, so please take advantage of that. And please call in any time during the show, and we'll try and get you on as quickly as possible. First segment's our week in review to increase coverage of technology events in New York City and around the world. It's compiled by Dave Brandon, Dan Dioria, and Jose Batista. Fierce Energy tells us that Electrovia, that's E-L-E-C-T-R-O-V-A-Y-L, a portable lithium-on battery manufacturer, which is based in Ontario, Canada, is trying to gain a foothold in the electric utilities growing market for mobile power solutions. The battery company recently received funding from the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority for a pilot project with Consolidated Edison of New York, an investor-owned utility that provides electric, natural gas, and steam service to customers in New York City and Westchester County. As part of the pilot project, Electrovia, Con Edison plans to use a lithium-ion battery system with an energy source capacity to provide temporary distribution capacity solutions. Con Edison currently uses mobile generators, primarily diesel generators, to provide these solutions. The Electrovia lithium-ion battery system will be used by Con Edison as an alternative to mobile diesel generators for the purpose of maintaining service during system maintenance and responding to power outage events. 
The lithium-ion battery system was designed to replicate the performance characteristics required to replace large-scale diesel generators. PV Tech tells us that the White House has announced that U.S. President Barack Obama's administration is providing more than $120 million to ramp up clean energy in 24 states across the country. What happened to the other 26 states? As part of the administrator's new initiative, the Department of Energy is announcing the second annual round of its $30 million technology-to-market funding opportunity to create new tools and technologies designed to reduce the cost of solar energy systems. The SunShot program, as it is called, is also promoting new challenges designed to push competition among solar technology companies in order to pave the way for new innovations. The SunShot prize calls on these companies to reduce the permit-to-plug-in total project time by 75%. From the time Obama first took office, the number of homes with rooftop solar installations grew from 66,000 to 734,000. In 214, the solar market gained jobs 10 times faster than the rest of the economy. Since 2010, the cost of an average solar system has plummeted by 50%. USA Today tells us that holiday shopping could get interesting this year with Amazon's announcement of a new 7-inch Fire tablet for $49.99. Well, not exactly a stocking stuff for price, the Seattle company is also selling the tablets in a six-pack for just under $250, bringing, down, bringing them down to $41 each. More tumble-resistant than before, the tablets feature a quad-core processor, front and rear-facing cameras, and up to 128 gigabytes of expandable storage. While Apple has taken aim at the enterprise market with its new iPad Pro, Amazon sees its future in entertainment, and you'll find more about the iPad Pro during our rear uh, after the weekend review. Amazon has also introduced two new Fire HD tablets, one 8 inches and one 10.1 inches. With these new products, Amazon is also rolling out the latest operating system, Fire OS 5, codename Belvini. Amazon also announced new versions of its Amazon Fire TV. The streaming media player is now faster and more powerful than last year. It also comes with a voice remote that allows users to search and play media by merely speaking. Okay, any games that want to come to the newest version of the Apple TV, which you'll also hear about uh, in our next segment, um, will have to be playable with its minimal Siri remote touchpad, according to the developer guidelines released by Apple. This means all games must support the touchpad on the Siri remote, which allows for swiping and tapping gestures. While it's likely likely important for Apple to make sure all games are accessible to all users, it might mean more complicated games that require more input buttons just won't be playable on the new Apple TV. Since Apple added uh, game controller specifications to iOS 7, there have been several different MFI controllers created by third parties to play iOS games. Apple is even touting the Steel series Nimbus controller on its own website alongside the Apple TV. This degree, decree was uh, counted to messaging developers received last week after the new TV was announced. Apple simply discouraged developers from releasing controller-only titles, but if the user owned a controller, they would show up in the App Store. 
Quartz tells us that iRobot's newest trash can lid-shaped vacuuming robot, the Rumba 980, which you remember uh, we talked about this after we went to CES at the beginning of the year, may look like any other Roomba the company has released over the past decade or so. But this one has a new trick. It knows how to map out its surroundings and find its way home. Unlike its predecessors, which would clean the same spots a few times, the 980 remembers where it has been iRobot has used a similar system in its high-end AVA 500 telepresence robot, which uses laser-like Google self-driving cars, but that costs $70,000 and looks creepy. The Wi-Fi-enabled 980 costs $800 and uses a com- combination of an optical sensor and cameras to sense and remember its place in the room. As it goes about your house, it leaves itself a trail of digital breadcrumbs by beaming light out of multiple directions to orient itself. While the Rambo will appear to consumers to be much like every Rambo before it, the mapping technology on board hints at a grander future. The new Rambo doesn't store the maps it makes. Every time it finishes a clean, it wipes the maps. But future Obis might hold on to the maps. Well, I think the advantage of uh, wiping the maps is that uh, if you move furniture around, the new uh, map will be a little bit more accurate and you won't be bouncing into things. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to get to our uh, our show about uh, the Apple announcements. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, we did this last week and uh, we got a lot of queries about it. Uh, so instead of uh, forcing you to go to our website and download the archive, we're going to do that for you. This is Tom DiOrio. We're on IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. It's the 20th of September, 2015. Please stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages. Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom DiOrio. It's September 13, 2015. And as I mentioned to you before the break, our guest Robert Blake is going to tell us about the Apple Fall event. Uh, Robert is the director of Flex360, a web design and marketing firm located in Little Rock, Arkansas. Flex360 was founded in 2004 with an initiative to construct websites properly and responsibly while providing a fair price for the work and remarkable customer service. Flex360 has worked with small and medium-sized businesses as well as clients in education, banking, and government. Robert has been actively following Apple since 2006. Uh, Robert, uh, thanks for taking the time to come back and uh, be on the show again. Thanks for having me, Tom. Appreciate it. So um, tell us a little bit about the event. Before we get into the details, um, what is this Apple event? What's it all about? Who gets to go? Um, and uh, how come you got to go? Well, I, I didn't get to go. Uh, I got to follow along uh, through uh, through my Apple TV. Apple live streams all their events now, and so I can sit from the comfort of work and uh, just fire up the Apple TV and and watch the stream live, just as if I was there in San Francisco watching it. So, but uh, a lot of the people that do go are usually media types and uh, people in the technology industry, but uh, now, you know, anyone can, can watch it from their computer or from their Apple TV. Oh, that's uh, that's cool. I wasn't aware of that. So they can just 
somehow find out about the event. You know, I guess if you have an Apple and you sign on, it pops up that uh, I know when I sign on now, they ask, they give me the option of listening to the keynote. Um, is this advertised? Like, if if our listeners want to go to the next Apple event, how do they find out about it? Yeah, if you just kind of stay in the know of uh, of tech news, uh, there's a you're usually alerted probably about a week before it actually happens. And then uh, if you open up your Apple TV, there's a special icon that says Apple Events that's on there, and it, um, uh, you can just you know click that and play it and, and watch it. But uh, I usually know right when the event's going to happen because uh, all the tech websites uh, get their invitation to the event and. Then, uh, then they say when it's going to be. So uh, it's usually about a week or two before before the actual event. Uh, last time you were on the show, we talked about the Apple Watch. Um, what did they have to say about that? Anything exciting? Yeah, so, so a couple things in both hardware and software were announced. Uh, starting with the hardware, uh, they they didn't upgrade any of the internals of the of the Apple Watch. So. Uh, you know, if you bought it back in uh, April, it's safe to say that they, they didn't add anything new inside that you could take advantage of. But what they did add is uh, is new colors to the Apple Sport uh, version of the watch. They added a rose gold color and then a gold color, which, uh, which are an aluminum uh, type of metal. So uh, they added those colors to it. And then they also added new uh, new sports bands. And also new leather bands to uh, uh, for you to buy for the Apple Watch as an accessory. Did you get any hints that they're planning on upgrading the guts at any time soon, or are they, you know, basically satisfied with the way this is going? Yeah, I think they're really just trying to gear it up for the holiday season for for a big push uh, for uh, for Christmas and and make sure it's successful there. I bet we probably won't see any new updates to. Uh, the the hardware probably until till maybe spring, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't hold off for their uh, for their next fall event, probably next September. But uh, uh, but next spring would be about a year, uh, and that's usually the cycle they're on. But it it might make sense for them to kind of catch it up with the rest of the products and be able to announce them all uh at one time versus having two separate events. But you kinda never know with Apple. They they tend to want to surprise you. Uh let's digress a little bit. Last time when you were on the watch just came out. Uh how do you like it? Uh any surprises, any uses of it that you didn't anticipate? Yeah, I've 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 been wearing it ever since it came out. I guess I got mine uh in about April on on the data that that it launched. Uh, it, I'll say it really hasn't changed my life per se. It's just kind of an extension to what I already do. Um, you know, the health and fitness uh, features of it have definitely uh, taken. Uh, we've uh, instead of using the Fitbit now, I just use the watch for for all that vital information. Uh, but then it's also been a key source of uh, notification, so I don't have to pull out my. Um, phone and and see a text message or anything I can just kind of glance at my watch and just see that text message and I can even respond uh, from my watch on uh, to that text message but anything changing, not not yet but you know it remains to be seen anything that disappointed you uh, 
the the OS itself is a little bit slow when you're accessing uh, apps that uh, uh, third-party developers have created. Uh, but that gets me kind of to my next point is that in the new watch OS, uh, they're changing it to where that will be a lot faster. And the reason why it's been slow is because it's needed to use your phone really as the processor of all those apps and the phone just kind of projects that, that, uh, uh, screen onto your watch. But now they're changing in a new watch OS 2.0 to where your, um, your watch does all the computing and processing power. So we should see a big, big increase in how fast apps are uh, with the new uh, watchOS update. Will you still need the proximity to the phone, or is it all going to be done on the watch? From from what I can tell, you still you still need the proximity to the phone. Um, I haven't seen anything yet that says you can kind of leave your phone at home and and just use the watch independently because it still needs to use uh, all the cellular features and even Wi-Fi to to get all that data. Um, I've got oh the um, how does that all happen? I don't want to get too technical, but uh, if I'm going to upgrade to the to this new OS when it comes out, is that something that again passes through the phone? Yeah, I mean, so, so what will happen is uh, actually on September 16th on Wednesday, uh, they're going to update both the iPhone uh, iOS to uh, 9.0 and then also the watchOS uh, 2 comes out on those same days. So you'll be able to upgrade your phone and then upgrade your watch, and you'll traditionally do it through your, through your phone. Uh, so you'll upgrade your phone first, and then you'll upgrade your your watch secondly. So now these these um, things that you found out about um, are they available now? Like the new colors in the in the phone, or do you have to wait a little while? Uh, you do have to wait a little while. I was checking on the sports bands because I really want to get a, a different color uh, watch band for it, and it looked like from their website they were shipping in about two to three weeks for that sports band. Um, I didn't check on the rose gold or uh, gold uh, aluminum watch, but I, I suspect it might be the same. Uh, the the phone itself, the new iPhone 6s that came out, uh, they took pre-orders as of 12:01 Saturday morning, and uh, we're looking at about two to three weeks just shipping if you buy it through the website. Uh, but you can place a reservation through the uh, through the website to go to the store and pick one up. Uh, it just depends on what kind of model and color uh, that you're looking for, depending on if it's going to be available uh, on September 25th. Um, is that something they announced at the uh, event, or was that pre-announced, uh, the new phone? Yeah, the, the, the phone was announced at the event. It was actually the last thing that they, they announced, um, uh, which is... You know, it's always been kind of the first thing they've they've talked about, but uh, with so many new products there, uh, the iPhone was the last thing they talked about, and uh, that had some significant upgrades too. Uh, they added the rose gold color uh, as far as an option you can get for the phone, and then they also added uh, several new features. One of those is a 3D Touch, uh, which, if you remember, the watch has a thing called force touch on it to where you can kind of press down 
uh, in order to access different menu items. So they've added this new feature called 3D Touch to the phones, um, and so you can kind of press down and get contextual menus and do some extra uh, added things with the software. Anything else of note that uh, since we're on the phone, we've got about a minute left. Yeah, so in the other new features for the iPhone, they, they added a, a 12 megabyte, uh, megapixel camera, and they also added 4K video, and one of the new software features for the camera that they added was this thing called Live Photos, uh, which is where, uh, if you're taking a photo, it's gonna capture a second and a half before the photo and a second and a half after the photo and make it into a, to a live kind of video when after you take the picture. So it's a it's a really cool, neat little feature that they've added. That's pretty interesting. We're going to take a break. This is our half-hour national news break, so it'll be a little longer than the others. Uh, we're talking to Robert Blake about the Apple Fall 2015 event. I'm Tom DiOria. This is on Ice Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. <laughs> I'm Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom Dioria. It's the 13th of September 2015, and we're talking to you about the Apple Fall 2015 event with our guest, Robert Blake. And, um, Robert, we were talking about the uh, phone before I had to cut you off, and I got a question here that somebody sent about, you had mentioned Force Touch. Could you uh, explain that a little bit more? They didn't quite get it. So yeah, uh, the the new feature uh, that's been on the the watch uh, has been the ability to where you can actually press into the watch, and, and it, it's kind of hard to describe on the radio. But uh, if you uh, if you hold and kind of press down, you can feel the uh, the watch or the phone click, and it uh, will do some different options. So whatever the software developer wants that wants that. Uh, action to do, uh, it could show a menu of some uh, different actions you could take. Uh, one of the things they demonstrated was if you pressed and hold on the camera icon on the uh, on the iPhone, uh, it would show a contextual menu to where you could do some quick actions like uh, take a selfie uh, was one of the options. So it would automatically take you to that part of the phone and so you could uh, take, a, take a selfie of yourself. So... Uh, it's it's just another dimension to how to how you kind of interact with the phone. So uh, it's uh, really like pressing pressing down, and you can and you can feel it because they've they've added the Taptic engine to where it's, uh, you can actually feel a a quick little vibration when uh, when you are using that uh, function of the phone. Okay, good. Uh, no listener um, heard about a new software feature. Let me read this email. Uh, something like Harry Potter's moving pictures in the walls in newspapers. Did you hear about that? What's that about? Yeah, so that, that's the live photos feature. And, and what it does is if you haven't enabled while you're uh, just taking like a regular photograph, if you have live photos enabled, uh, it will capture a second and a half before and a second and a half after you take the, the photograph and we'll combine all that together to make kind of a, a, a what they call a live photo, but it's just kind of like a short, quick little movie 
uh, almost of that scene that you're that you're taking. So, uh, yeah, that that was one of the first things we said is like, boy, that's that's just like in Harry Potter, you know, that uh, with that one scene where you're where you're seeing all that stuff kind of come to life. So, uh, I suspect that'll be a pretty uh, big feature that you'll see a lot of people doing and probably post into uh, to their social media networks. Let's switch gears and talk about the iPad Pro. Um, can you tell us about that, the specs, and how it differs from the current iPads? Yeah, so this was actually uh, the the second product that they that they talked about right after the the Apple Watch, and it's uh, uh, it's you know for it's just a much bigger iPad, but uh, it is much more than that. It's a it's a 12.9 inch screen. Uh, it's got their newest, uh, latest and greatest processor, which they're calling the A9X processor. Um, it's, uh, it comes now with uh, a couple new accessories with it, which is a um, full-size uh, keyboard, what they're calling the smart keyboard. Uh, and it's also adding uh, the Apple Pencil, which is their their stylus that they're uh, that you can use with the iPad. So it's a uh, it's much more geared towards towards content creation versus content con- consumption, like the uh, the first generation iPads were. So you're actually going to be able to draw on the screen and uh, you know even type a lot more conveniently with uh, with using these new accessories. Sounds like it's a competitor for the uh, Mac. Book Air or something? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it, it could very well be. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's almost like a full full uh, full on laptop that that you can have um, have with you. So it's uh, it's it's moving on up there in the in terms of being a being a laptop. Is it still light? Wait, yeah, it, yeah, it's actually uh, if you kind of remember the first iPad that they came out with. Uh, it kind of it only weighs in at I believe at one and a half pounds, um, so it's it's pretty light and thin. Uh, you know, considering that it's taken up a sizable amount more space than the than the than the iPads do now. I mean, it's it's 13 inches, so uh, you know it's it's going to weigh a little bit more. But uh, uh, you know, they it doesn't have you don't have to be able to stick it in your pocket. So uh, you know, they're afforded a little bit uh, more space to do that. Anything else uh, exciting? So you think you think that the audience for that is going to be people that are doing more in the uh, composing type of uh, uh, exercises rather than game playing or or just regular email? Yeah, I, I think you'll see a lot more people kind of designing on it. Uh, they had Adobe up on stage uh, and they demonstrated some of their new apps that are going to be available for it. Uh, to where a guy just kind of laid out a single page of a magazine uh, just right there on stage, and he and he did it in probably under under two minutes. So uh, it's going to be a great tool for the design community. Uh, it's going to be a, uh, designed also for people who just uh, get stuff done, like uh, need to take notes at a at a meeting, or uh, and they and they want to be able to uh, write those out, or if they want to be able to type those up. I mean, Apple's uh, certainly moving into that productivity. Uh, area with this with this new iPad. Now, is the stylus just something that I can lose, or is it something that uh, plays an integral part in the iPad Pro? 
Well, I don't think you'll want to lose this stylus because it does uh, cost uh, $99, uh, and it is an add-on uh, that you purchase separately, so you really don't want to lose it. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, so you get it separately, and um, and it doesn't really attach to the uh, to the new iPad, so there's no place to, you know, really put it in. Uh, but interesting enough, it does charge through the lightning port that's, that's on there, so... Uh, I believe uh, the quote was uh, you can charge it for about three minutes and get um, you know an all day charge uh, out of it. So uh, now, is it uh, do they have apps that new apps that uh, work with it, or is the operating system configured so that it knows what it is? Yeah, so the the iOS nine update uh, you know takes into consideration the new keyboard and the pencil. Uh, Third-party developers can also take advantage of uh, of the Apple Pencil and of the keyboard and the features that that come with it. Um, so it'll just be a matter of uh, you know people just building building their apps to uh, to make it work with these uh, new accessories. How about the iPad Mini? Did it get a refresh, or was there any talk about that? It did. It was uh, not much on that, but they uh, they did upgrade it to the iPad Mini Four. Uh, which basically took the internals of the uh, the current iPad Air 2, and they just shoved those into the iPad Mini 4. Last time we were hoping for something big on Apple TV. Was there anything big on Apple TV here? Yeah, so the uh, that was the third uh, third product that they announced, and it uh, it was long awaited, but they completely redesigned the interface for that. Uh, they upgraded the remote control. Uh, they added universal search uh, with with Siri now. Uh, it also includes an app store. Uh, so it got a lot of big upgrades to the to the Apple TV. And um, you know, there's just a lot of places we could start with that with that product alone. I just got a note here from someone. They don't really know what Apple TV is. Can you go back a step and just explain what that is? Yeah, so the the Apple TV probably came out around uh, 2006, 2007, and Apple really just called it a hobby for a while. It was just a way to get uh, video content that was on the iTunes store, basically on your big screen TV. And so Apple's been kind of playing around with it for several years and not doing anything too major with it. Uh, but now it was really time, you know, with a lot of competition from Amazon and uh, Roku, that they really had to do something big with it. So they uh, completely redesigned the interface, uh, and they added an app store to it so you can actually download games and movies and other people's apps so you can use them uh, on your big screen TV. I want to ask you a little bit more about um, the updates, but we're going to have to take a break, so I don't want to have to cut. I don't want to have to cut you off. Is there anything in a minute uh, you can leave with our listeners, and then we can get back to the upgrades? Yeah, so it's going to come in. The Apple TV is going to come in two different sizes: uh, a 32 gigabyte model for 149 dollars, and then there's a 64 gigabyte model for 199 dollars. Okay, well, that's pretty good. And do you have experience with that? Is that something that you would recommend people uh, take a look at? Yeah, definitely. I've owned two generations of the Apple TV, and uh, it's it's really an easy way to to access uh, your content, even if you want to display it from your uh, 
from your iPad or your iPhone just on your big screen TV. Uh, they make it really easy to do that. And I just imagine it's going to get better and better now that they've added an app store to the, to the mix. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Tom DiOrio on IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. It's the 13th of September 2015. And we're talking to Blake about Apple Fall 2015. Please stay tuned. Welcome back to IMI Tech Talk. I'm KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom DiOrio. It's the 13th of September 2015. And today we're talking to Robert Blake about the Apple Fall 2015 event. And in the introduction, I mentioned that Robert is the director of Flex360. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your firm, what you do, who you do it for? Yeah, so uh, we do uh, websites for small to medium-sized businesses, uh, mainly uh, within Arkansas, although we do have some clients that are uh, outside of Arkansas. Uh, we, we focus on a lot of education websites for uh, school districts, uh, we also do banking websites, and then we also do um, uh, government websites. So, uh, so we do kind of a wide range of websites for people. Uh, we uh, do what's called mobile responsive websites. So they're websites that look good on both desktop, tablets, and uh, and smart smartphones. So uh, you know that's uh, very important now that uh, all this uh, technology that we're talking about is all on mobile phones, and so uh, people are visiting uh, companies' websites using their mobile phones to get the get information they want. Speaking of which, uh, if our listeners want to follow up with you, what's the best way for them to do that, and what is your website? Yeah, so they can go to flex360.com. Uh, we have a contact us form on there that they can fill out if they want to ask me any questions about what I spoke about today or if they... Uh, want to look at getting a new website or getting their existing website redesigned, we can certainly help them out. Uh, or they can email me directly at robert at flex360.com. Great. So going back to the Apple announcement, um, were, there, were there any, because I want to get back to the TV because I'm getting some questions here about it, but um, I also got a question about Siri. Did they do any upgrades to her, him, it? Yeah, just kind of looking at my notes here. They they did add new uh, new kind of uh, speech language. Uh, I don't know what the proper term that they call it, but they added to where she's much more responsive to uh, to natural language uh, speaking. So she'll uh, she won't have to ask you twice uh, in a sense if uh, when you when you ask your initial question. And uh, so she's also been added to the. Uh, to the Apple TV as well. So you can say something like, uh, show me comedies, and then you could say, you know, show me comedies that star a certain actor. And so she'll be able to find all that for you now. Okay, um, back to the TV. we got a uh, question. The, the Apple TV is basically a box that you get from Apple and you attach to your TV, similar to, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the answer to this question, but is it similar to like X? The Xbox, or it's much smaller than the Xbox, and uh, you, you can't put any DVDs or Blu-ray disc into it. So it's uh, it connects to your Wi-Fi. Uh, it's a really small little black box uh, that you plug in through your HDMI port on your TV, and uh, you can access uh, content such as uh, from the from the iTunes Store. Uh, you can even hook up your Netflix account to it. 
if you use Hulu or HBO or even Showtime, uh, they already have apps built into it so you can uh, uh, watch it through the Apple TV. So it's they're really trying to redefine how people use television uh, with this device. Uh, there was some talk a while ago that uh, Apple was going to come out with a uh, actual TV instead of just a box. So it would be, you know, a 50, 60-inch TV that you would go down to the store and get and set up and put in your house. But uh, they they abandoned those efforts because they really couldn't find anything compelling to to make it worth, you know, someone to spend 1500 or $2,000 on. Uh, so they really put all their steam behind uh, this this one box. So, uh, um, and it, it really shows in this new product. I mean, they've done an outstanding job uh, with the interface and with adding uh, Siri and also the App Store to it. Um, we're switching gears back and forth because I have some questions that, I, that uh, have come in. Um, when you mentioned a new iPhone, is there an upgrade if I have an old iPhone 6? If you have a current iPhone 6, you can get the new iOS 9.0 that they're that they're coming out with, and that's going to be available to you on Wednesday. So that upgrades the software of your of your current phone. Uh, now, if uh, they are also coming out with a new hardware phone, uh, which will be the iPhone 6s and 6s Plus, uh, which will have that feature that I spoke about earlier, the 3D Touch. Uh, so that'll be one new feature in the, in the actual new phone, um, and then it'll also have 4K video uh, in that new phone. Um, but everyone who has an iPhone, uh, I believe all the way going back to an iPhone uh, 5.0, will be able to get the new iOS 9. The new phone, um, obviously, if you want to get that, you've got to pay for the new phone. They're not going to let you trade in the old one, I assume. That's right. They've got certain trade-in programs that, that you can do through various um, uh, different outlets, like Gazelle will buy back your phone. But I think what's interesting is that they're doing this thing called the iPhone Upgrade Program, uh, which is where you can upgrade your iPhone every year, uh, and you pay a, a certain monthly price for that. So if you just wanted the basic iPhone 6S right now, uh, you could pay $32.41 a month and uh, be on a cycle to where this time next year you can get, you know, the iPhone 7 uh, that comes out. So that's a new program that they're introducing, uh, sort of on the same lines as uh, the uh, AT&T uh, Next program and also the Verizon Edge program. It's just this one is handled through Apple. And what's a nicety about this is that they are also adding uh, Apple Care Plus uh, to this iPhone upgrade program. So if, uh, say you happen to drop your iPhone and crack the screen, well, you'll be able to go in, take it in, and I believe for, you know, just a, a $50 fee, they will replace that phone for you uh, so you don't have to walk around with a, a cracked iPhone screen, which is all too common these days. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, somebody heard, uh, we're switching gears again, we're going back to the TV. Um, that there's something about a remote that they heard about. Is that was that announced? Yes. Yeah, so they so they came out with what's called the the Siri remote, uh, and it's it's got a couple new features to it. It's got uh, this new glass touch surface, so you can uh, 
almost like a almost like a trackpad on your on your laptop or maybe you have one on your desktop, but you can just glide your fingers across it instead of hitting a directional kind of keypad. Uh, you can just glide your fingers across it and select what you want on the screen. So that's going to make it really nice for uh, getting around on the interface and also playing playing some of the games that uh, will come with the Apple TV. And they also added a button for uh, for Siri to where you can hit that button and it's got a microphone built into the to the remote to where you can speak your commands, uh, you know, into Siri and then she'll do whatever she needs to do on the TV for you. Was there something, um, I didn't hear this, but uh, this question I've got here, was there something about Apple Music running on a different platform, the Android? Yeah, so that was announced uh, back at uh, their developers conference uh, in, in June that Apple is going to put their Apple Music uh, on on the Android platform, there there wasn't anything spoken of at at this conference about that, but I believe we did hear that it would be coming this fall uh, to to Androids, and so uh, 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 those users would be able to uh, to access the same Apple uh, Music library that the that the iPhone users get to get to access. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners about uh, that was of interest to you that? Uh might get them thinking. I think just kind of going through my notes here. I mean, they they covered so much that I'm sure I'm missing a couple of things here. But uh, if you go to Apple.com, you'll be able to see uh, the new iPad and and how that looks. You'll also be able to see the new iPhone. Uh, you'll you'll also be able to see the the new watch colors. Uh, and then you'll be able to kind of see what the new Apple TV interface looks like. And they uh, so if you're curious about how all that all that looks. Uh, they even have videos uh, uh, that they showed at the event on their website, so you can kind of see uh, see those. And and the, it's really neat, cool stuff that uh, that they announced this week. And uh, I'm pretty excited for it all to come out. What's the uh, when's their next event? Is it the developers contest, or wait a year for the next fall event? Is there a spring event? Well, there there are some rumblings that there might be another event to kind of talk about Mac hardware and maybe even a new iPad 3 because they they didn't update the the iPad Air 2. So there might be an iPad Air 3 that they announced in probably maybe about 30 days or so before the holiday uh, season hits. Um, so there's some talk about that, that maybe they'll have a separate smaller event for both Mac hardware and maybe this iPad Air 3. Um, but then traditionally their next event would be the developers conference, which is usually the uh, around June. Robert, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with this very informative show. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I also want to thank Terry Ruggiero, I am Mike's president, Dave Brandon, Dan Diorio, Jose Batista for the Week of Review, Taylor Edens, our producer, Ted Henshaw is our associate producer, Matt Campagni with the Apple Watch is our executive producer, Without the help of production department at KFNX, you wouldn't hear a word we said. Thanks again for listening. And please don't forget to tune into the next week at 6 p.m.